Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, April 14th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. As J Book says right there, happy spring game eve, everybody. Let's start with that. Um, the format for tomorrow's game is going to be offense versus defense. Offense will be scarlet. Defense will be gray. Um, there'll be a running clock in the fourth quarter, just 10-minute fourth quarter, so it's going to fly by. Um, quarterbacks will be off limits, but uh, the other guys will be live. What are your thoughts on the format, and what are you expecting to see tomorrow, Jay Book? Yeah, this is more of a you know expedition ex, exhibition for the actual fans, Dave. I don't think we're going to probably take a whole lot out of this game. I mean, you guys in the media who were over at practice probably saw what the real competition was going to look like here. Uh, for me, you know, the format's fine. The biggest thing is let's get you know, the kids in there, get them a little bit of reps in front of a big crowd and get them out of there. We don't want to see any injuries. Uh, what was it last year when Mitchell Melton went down in the spring game and that really set them back. So hopefully we can get out of there with no injuries. I'm, I'm a little bummed out. We're not going to see both quarterbacks um, this year. So you're going to see, you know, the, the you're going to see probably the, the third guy from Oregon State transfer in there. Uh, but to me, Dave, I'm going to be keeping my eyes on the offensive line. That's that's one of the major question marks going into the spring, even though it's going to be ones versus ones, twos versus twos. I'm still curious to see what it's going to look like. Will the defensive line absolutely go off on these guys and really cause a lot of problems to where, you know, you're getting quick whistles because they don't want the quarterbacks to get hit. So I just want to see the offensive line, see how they're going to be able to perform, especially that that first team right tackle. And then the defensive backs. <laughs> Anytime Ohio State steps on the field, Dave, I got to keep my eyes on the defensive backs. And, you know, it, and it's not necessarily who's, you know, getting interceptions. It's more or less like, are you even competing? Are you are you getting your head around? How is your technique? Were they able to clean up a lot of the uh, technical issues over the spring? Uh, what some of these younger guys like Jermaine Matthews? How do they how do they perform on the big stage? Does the first team or the second team safeties look a little bit better than the other? Uh, so just keep an eye on the secondary. That's what I'm going to be keeping the uh, a close eye on as well as the offense offensive line. But definitely looking forward to watching the game. Yeah, offensive line for me, that's that's definitely the one. I'm, I'm curious to see also Kyle McCord out there. It's going to be fun seeing him. I'm, I'm with you. It's too bad we can't see Devin Brown, but at least in the media, we got a chance to see a lot of uh, live scrimmaging this spring, as you mentioned. Um, all right, looking forward to the spring game tomorrow. High noon. I mean, they as of Wednesday, they had sold over 50,000 tickets. So you got to think they've sold more than that by now. Seven bucks to get in. They also have like premium seats if people want to buy premium seats. But general admission is seven bucks. Free parking. It's going to be great weather here in Columbus tomorrow. So, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be a big recruiting weekend. We're gonna get to that in a moment too. Um, so I expect a huge crowd tomorrow. I can't wait. All right. Um, I'll be doing a live podcast right after the game for everybody. Uh, what we learned live right after the game. So right here on our YouTube channel. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast only version, I'll also have the podcast only version, um, the audio only version up as well. All right. Um, Urban last night. So the Ohio High School Coaches Clinic uh, was held. Uh, is being held right now this weekend. And Urban spoke last night, along with some other Ohio State coaches. Um, and I know something Urban mentioned really piqued your interest. He kind of gave the blueprint yeah. to beat Michigan. Tell the listeners about that. Yeah, so, you know, you had all the coaches up there on the stage and uh, kind of towards the end there, Urban came off in a little huddle, media scrum, and he got to talking about Michigan. And to me, he basically just laid out the blueprint on what you need to do to beat Michigan. He was asked about it. He uh, did say that he believes Ryan Day is the guy – 
he's going to be able to get the job done. But just laying out the, you know, the playbook, he basically said you have to have a coach year round. That's all he does. Nothing else. Study Michigan, everything that they do, know what they're doing as far as recruiting. Who are the guys that they're recruiting? offensively and defensively schematically knowing what they're doing, uh, focusing on them. And just the main thing that Opus uh, Urban was saying is you got to respect the rivalry. You can't go into that rivalry thinking that you're, you're way better than they are. You have to have the mind frame that this is going to be a battle. It's going to be a war. And Urban had that paranoia. He was obsessed, Dave, with beating Michigan. And and I hope Ryan Day's listening. He is dropping some gems there to say, hey, this is why I went 7-0 against them because we were absolutely dedicated to finding out every single thing that Michigan was doing every single week. We have people designated on the staff. I don't want you looking at Ohio State practice. I don't want you out there on the field. I want you in the lab watching Michigan and breaking down their tape and give me a report every week on what's going on. So I'm going to challenge you, Dave, when you guys go up there to the beat and, and talk to Ryan Day, ask him, like, hey, do you guys, do you have somebody that's watching Michigan every single day and that's their sole purpose? And that right there would tell us a whole lot about how serious he takes this rivalry because if he doesn't have someone who's focusing on Michigan every single day, then that right there uh, needs to be turned around quickly. Yeah, we'll have to ask him about that. That's very interesting, especially considering the fact be one thing if he just came in and took over the program, knew Urban a little bit, but you know, didn't work under him. He worked under Urban for two years, obviously. Um, was the interim head coach Urban's final year for those first three games when Urban was suspended. So you would think if if Urban was doing that, that Day would have just kept that going. Yep. I'm surprised they don't have somebody that's maybe he's got somebody that he feels like is 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 doing that, but isn't like completely dedicated to just Michigan. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to find out. Yeah, can we get Parker Fleming to do something? I mean, if you're not going to recruit, at least go study Michigan for us. Uh, but Urban did finish and say, "Hey, you got to win. Up, you got to win up front in the trenches. Like that's the that's the big thing there. And when you're playing Michigan, it all starts up front. The last two years, you watch it. Michigan has absolutely dominated Ohio State at the line of scrimmage. So they have to get back to being nasty up front and winning that point of attack." Let's go back to the spring overall. What's kind of been like um, – this is kind of a broad question, but what's kind of been like the biggest development so far in spring? We've got spring getting left. Spring is almost in the back. What's kind of been the biggest development in your mind during spring? I, I would say, Dave, the injuries. I mean, the, let's, let's talk about the injuries, Dave. It's been a persistent problem with Ohio State. I know a lot of people are – uh, saying that they need to rip up that turf, but you're starting to see the injuries creep back up. You got Steel Chambers, you got X, you got Jahal Carter, you had Caleb Burton go down without uh, a non-contact injury. The NFLPA wants to get rid of the turf that Ohio State is currently playing on. They believe that it is a root cause for a lot of the injuries. And if you look at the last two seasons, Ohio State has had major issues when it comes to injuries. So to me, if you want to be a championship team, they cannot consistently go into every week as the walking wounded guys just dropping like flies. Um, Ohio State, you know, they're going to they can compete with anybody when they're fully healthy. I mean, you look at the Georgia game like, hey, you guys got, you know, six weeks off and you go into the Georgia, Georgia game still hurt. You're down to Mitch Rossi playing running back there. Um, so I think that is a key. But when it comes to the position battles, I like where. What I'm hearing about Denzel Burke 
everybody has been raving about him all season, uh, all spring. I mean, and I'm curious to see, can that translate over into the season? It's a money year for him, Dave. Hey, this is a year that you go get paid. If you can perform at an All-American type of level, especially at Ohio State as a cornerback, you have the potential to go into the first round, second round, and make generational type of money for you and your family. So this is a money year for Denzel Burke. Um, but the, the talk has been the transfers. David Ignosa, uh, Davidson Ignosa coming in and providing a huge boost to that secondary, given that team that kind of that dog mentality that they've been missing over the last several seasons on that back end. So him coming in, pour, pushing Jair Brown, pushing Jordan Hancock, even pushing Denzel Burke to say, hey, these positions aren't given to you. You need to be out there playing hungry, being aggressive, and just giving an overall boost to that secondary has been a pleasant surprise this spring. You want to talk some recruiting? Let's talk some recruiting. Big recruiting weekend. In fact, I, I have it on good authority that about an hour ago, Jeremiah Smith just got here for his visit. The Ohio State commit, the number one wide receiver in the country in the 2024 class, number two overall player in the country according to 24-7 Sports Composite. He's here along with his high school teammate, Josiah Trader. He goes by JoJo Trader. JoJo Trader, another five-star. Uh, five-star, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. In-house 24-7 Sports has him with a very, very, very high four-star splitting hairs. He's a five-star. Um, so he's high school teammates um, with Jeremiah Smith. I don't know if they have much chance of getting Trader, but the fact that he's here on an official visit is awesome. So those guys are here now. They'll be here for the spring game. So your thoughts on Jeremiah Smith, obviously a Buckeye commit. And do you think the Buckeyes have much chance with JoJo Trader? I love Jeremiah Smith, Dave. I mean, when you have arguably one of the best high school players in the country, front and center, being a leader for this class, openly recruiting, helping uh, helping this class along with the Armstrong twins, very vocal on social media, pushing other guys to join his class. I love when you can have a, a leader in the class, especially when he's one of the, the top dogs in all of high school football. Uh, but I absolutely believe that they truly do have a shot with JoJo Trader. I think it's going to be an Ohio State versus Florida State battle here. I know Miami, are, they're keeping their fingers crossed with him, but until they can actually prove that they can throw the football besides 10 yards, I don't think he, that's going to be an option for them, especially when they only get about 500 people in the crowd. Uh, so I, I would say JoJo Trader is absolutely uh, in play, but it's going to be a slam, slam pack you know, recruiting weekend, Dave. I mean, you got uh, recruits all across the country, a lot of top targets nationwide, a lot of in-state kids that they really want. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a couple more booms this weekend. And I just think that Ohio State right now, they are trending in the right direction. And I can say this, uh, you know, without any hesitation, Dave, I feel so much better this recruiting cycle than I did last year about this time. Uh, last year, yeah, they had a couple crystal balls, but you never really got that feeling that they were going to be able to close on some of these top guys. We were hoping that they would, but you never got that confidence. This year, I feel much better. I feel like this class is a, a lot more unified. You have your Armstrong twins in there helping to recruit there. And if you listen to the Armstrong twins on uh, you know, Twitter, they're saying that they're in group messages with a lot of these top prospects, and they're all having a good time you know, bantering back and forth with each other. But the big thing, Dave, is they're light years ahead, I believe, 
and NIL compared to where they were last year at this time. I thought Ohio State was completely caught off guard when it came to NIL. They were not uh, prepared. Gene Smith had no idea what was going on. Now you have the new NIL collective that popped up. Gene Smith gave his endorsement uh, to the foundation with Cardell and Brian finally. Uh, so those guys were able to get some legitimacy from that. And then you look at Ryan Day also writing a letter putting an endorsement video out for the foundation and boom, they have their spring festival coming next week. It's close to being sold out. I think uh, Brian was telling me that 500 people may be the max. They were hoping to get a, a much bigger venue, but because of the way it was set up, they had to cap it at 500. So they're not sold out yet. So if you want to go get your tickets, um, they're definitely going to be uh, available right now. Only a few left. But with that being said, Dave, they're expecting to what? Six uh, high six figures, low seven figures as far as uh, gaining, you know, donations towards the Ohio State war chest. And if you listen to Ryan Day and you guys talked to him uh, last week before or this week and I get off my soapbox here is Ryan Day said and I thought I thought it flew under the radar. He said we're going to have a, a, a big class and we're looking pretty good, you know, as far as NIL. When Ryan Day basically comes out and says we're in the game now. That right there should let Ohio State fans feel pretty confident that, hey, they're going to be able to close on a lot of these top targets. That's a great point. I mean, his his tune has changed big time in four months. Remember when we met with him on signing day, early signing day in December? I mean, yeah. it was almost like he was distraught. He was trying not to be because he's trying to talk with the kids that they had. But I even asked him the question. I'm like, do you feel like because of NIL, you missed out on some kids that you would have landed. And he basically said, yes, I mean, I had it on excellent authority that they <laughs> absolutely, I know I'm not breaking news. Uh, Everybody knows right. that they had about three or four kids in the class that committed to them. And then because of NIL, they went elsewhere. So yeah, he feels way better about NIL right now. So that's great news. Um, also people are going to be wondering, are there going to be any commits at the spring game? It's so hard to tell. I don't know. I, I do feel good about a couple of 2024 kids that uh, I think at some point will be Buckeyes. They're not highly rated, but running back Sam Williams, Dixon, I think will be a Buckeye. Safety Reggie Powers, I think will be a Buckeye. They'll be at the spring game tomorrow, so we'll see. But um, what are your thoughts on those two kids? Uh, if they're Buckeyes, you're pretty excited. I know they're not highly ranked, but maybe they're right. underrated. I mean, th these are in-state guys that Ohio State identified and determined that, hey, they had the potential to be here. Um, I know Sam Williams-Dixons, they're looking at him more of his – as an athlete to potentially play some of that Curtis Samuels type of role to where, you know, you can line them up in the backfield, get some snaps. You can uh, motion them out to the slot, let them uh, do some damage there. And Reggie Powers, they identified him. A lot of people was debating, is he the best safety in the state of Ohio? He's a thumper. I mean, you, you, you pair him with Malik Harford, two in-state safety guys who love to bring the lumber. So that's the, that's the one thing that you have to like about Ohio State. They're going after tough-minded football players in-state who love to play the game. And you, and you combine that, Dave, with going after the Glenville kids. We all know the toughness that the Glenville kids are going to bring to the table no matter what class it is. That's just the way it is. So you're, you got a couple guys from Glenville uh, that are being crystal ball to Ohio State, the tight end, uh, the cornerback there. So if you can get them, with, and you had Arvell Reese last year, so Ted Ginn starting to build that pipeline back up. But right now, if you're Ohio State, Feel good about it, man. This is great. This is great news. The NIL is really starting to get their feet underneath of them. Ohio State has four 
really good offensive linemen already in his class. This allows them to go national to go really get those elite type of guys. I do think they're going to try to find some portal guys coming up, which opens up tomorrow. But yeah, the, the recruiting is off to a hot start. I think they're going to be able to close on a lot of their top prospects, especially now that they got some cash, Dave, for the NIL war chest. I think they're going to land at least one offensive tackle in the portal. I don't know when, I don't know who, but I, I, I'm, I've heard, uh, I've been on good authority that they feel good about their chances of landing an offensive tackle in the portal. I'll just leave it at that. All right, let's get you out of here on this. Speaking of recruiting, David Sanders will be here tomorrow. For those who don't know, David Sanders is the number one overall player in the country in the 2025 class. Okay, kid is just finishing up his sophomore year in high school. He's out of Charlotte, North Carolina. So I don't know, Jay Book. I, I see a number one player in the country, and he's from the South, and Alabama's after him. I, I immediately think, uh-oh, this is a this is a long shot, but he's going to be here tomorrow at the spring game, and that's going to be quite the spectacle. So Buckeyes yeah. are at least in the game for David Sanders. What do you think? He, you're in the game, Dave. That's all that you can ask. Anytime that you can get a kid to come up here on his own dime, especially the number one player in the country in this class, that is nothing but a positive. You know, let him build that rapport with some of the other top prospects. See what Ohio State has to offer. Roll out the red carpet for the kid. Uh, I'm sure if he's this interested in Ohio State to pay for his own dime, he'll be back again. He'll take an official visit for Ohio State. So anytime you can get those kids on the campus as many times as possible it can only be a plus great stuff as always from jonah book i really appreciate it jay book thanks to all of you for tuning into the show we appreciate that very much hope everyone has a great day enjoy the spring game tomorrow buck nutters mm -hmm.